0: Motley pool, that sort of stuff coming up uh, as the biggest stock market crash in however many years uh, happened yesterday and based uh, on
1: points, not percentages. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it, it's bounced, just for inflation. It's uh, it's bounced back some today, but we'll see. Right. What... Yeah, yeah. Ooh. We're all we're all ruined. What? No, we're not. That's what they told me. No, we're not.
1: I watched I watch cable news. Yeah, we're that's ruined. Right, Mr. President. You didn't cash out, did you? <laughs> No, please. It goes up on paper, it goes down on paper. Oh, and then we, as you get closer to retirement, you uh, reduce risk. Yeah. I, know,
0: I know I've know. i asked him before this, this very question, but what do they think they're doing on all the cable news channels when they say uh, people looking at their 401Ks, $2 trillion worth of 401Ks wiped out. W- w- what are they doing that for? They that's, don't that's believe
1: a, it. You need a media critic for that, I think. Not but a, they They know they're misleading people. Fear and doom sells, man. Fear, doom, and and conflict. Hmm. Conflict isn't a word. (laughs) All right, let's stick to known words. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So listen, uh, speaking of the stock market and business and trade and that sort of thing, um, our interdependence with China economically is a topic we brought up a number of times. And it's it's a troubling roadmap ahead. Because we are addicted to a large extent to Chinese manufacturing, the Chinese market to sell our goods, the rest of it. And it is a loathsome and backward communist regime. And to get involved with uh, another party that's got that many problems. I mean, it's like your your new boyfriend is... Well, he's, he's a great guy. He's got a good job. He's, he's certainly hot. He's a tweaker. Uh, he's a compulsive shoplifter, and he's accused of attempting to kill his mother. All his Other, credit cards are maxed out. Right. But, but we have a great relationship, and he's so sweet. That's China. There are so many danger signs in our relationship with them, And it is my opinion, and as it turns out, Tucker Carlson's, that we have, for the purpose of costs and profits and the rest of it, given away some critical um, areas of our economy, particularly our manufacturing capacity to China. And uh, it's become especially clear in terms of medicine and medical equipment. And
2: uh, Tucker was talking about that last night. Now, it's also the time to start looking ahead to the future. Think about what it would mean to face a deadlier version of coronavirus. It's not unimaginable. It's very easy to imagine. Are we ready for that? We're not ready now. We ought to be. One of the first things we can do to prepare ourselves is break our dependence on China for essential medical supplies. Last week, China's official news service published a piece gloating that the country has brought coronavirus under control. The story claims the rest of the world should apologize to China for criticizing the country over the virus, and then drops this not very subtle warning. Quote if china retaliates against the united states at this time in addition to announcing a travel ban on the united states it will also announce strategic control over medical products and ban exports to the united states if china announces that its drugs are for domestic use and bans exports the united states will fall into the hell of a new coronavirus epidemic unquote can you pause
1: in other
0: that words,
2: they're-
1: and, and he brings up a number of medicines a little later in the report, including uh, hypertension, high blood pressure medicine that I take that's manufactured in China. I know because it's been recalled three times in the last year or year and a half for manufacturing imperfections and, and contamination, allegedly. Um, and it, let's not let go past what the Chinese communist government said. Y'all keep giving us a hard time. We'll announce that all the medicines manufactured here are for here, and you're not gonna get any of them. Now that, my friends, is a threat. People are, are, are moaning and, and crying out, especially on the lefty media, about, you know, a twenty percent tariff on some, you know, bull crap? They're gonna embargo all the medication. How long would it take us to ramp back up again? I can't even imagine.
2: Let's roll on a little more threatening to kill us, and that's not an empty threat. We really are that dependent on China, for masks and medical equipment, for basic medicines, for pharmaceuticals of all kinds. It is shocking to wake up one morning and find ourselves in this supine position, dependent on a country that hates us. The people who did it, who made us this dependent on a hostile foreign power, deserve to be punished for what they did. That won't happen, probably, but at least we can try to fix the damage they caused, and there's a lot of it. The Chinese coronavirus will get worse. Its effects will be far more disruptive than they are right now. That is not a guess. It is inevitable, no matter what they're telling you. Let's hope everyone stops lying about that, and soon.
1: Well,
0: I'm
2: Interestingly not, enough, go ahead. I'm
1: sir. not worried about
0: the coronavirus. I am worried about the relationship with China, though. That is yeah, a Tucker's major problem. Yeah, Tucker's
2: been super alarmist on
1: the coronavirus for whatever reason. Um, and I don't think anybody needs to be punished. It was the, the faulty theory of uh, several decades that, listen, if we help China liberalize economically, they will liberalize politically speaking, and it will usher in a grand and glorious era of cooperation and the rest of it. Turns it out, didn't happen. Turns out what you get is a rich Soviet Union. Right, exactly. So putting that part aside, though... I think we as a country, it is unquestionably a national security issue that we retain capacity to manufacture our critical medical materials. I don't think there's any question of it. And call it naivete or or greed or whatever that, got us to export that capacity to the evil Chinese regime. I mean, whatever it was, it was a bad idea, and we ought to be seeking to rectify it. I think, and, and you know, I haven't thought a lot about what mechanism it would require, what departments it would go through, but one could easily make the argument that the United States military should have 100% self-sufficiency in terms of medical equipment, supplies, and drugs. And at that point, we could certainly talk about the American people ought to be self-sufficient. I think it's a conversation that needs to be had.
0: Yeah. Um, m- most days, I was just thinking about it. I was going through what I've got on my body. M- most days, many days, everything I'm wearing is made in China. Every single thing I've got on my body is made in China a lot of days. Hmm. Now, that's not crucial like medicine, but then you got the the... the 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 weird moral thing of so we're cool with getting slightly cheaper socks and underwears because it was made by slave labor. Yeah, I thought we had a real problem with slavery in this country. Yep.
1: there's, there's a huge th- amount of slave and prisoner labor in China, there's and the s- prisoner labels is labor is slave labor.
0: Yeah, s- slavery is still going on in China, and it's allowing me to have cheaper socks. Are we okay with that? Apparently, you got to
1: lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. It's well said. That was not Jason Moser from the uh, Motley Fool, but that senior analyst for that fine website will be joining us in a moment or two to talk about coronavirus and the wild gyrations of the stock market. Your 401k. Are we doomed? What are? Well, that's our lead question. Stay tuned for the answer. strong
0: and getty show so i have long said and it's as true this week as it ever has been the stupidest reporting that ever happens is the stuff on the economy just they just
1: say stupid crap mm, boy there's so much stupid reporting it's tough to pick a winner but that's a pretty good choice but the the, the whole idea of i'll use
0: this example The night Trump was elected, Brian Williams on MSNBC saying Americans have seen their 401ks wiped out in a matter of a day. Well, that's just not the way it works. And it's back. It was back by, you know, two days later,
1: says you. I've, I've never admitted this before. I was planning on retiring in 2025. Now I've decided I'm going to retire in 2080 when I'm 115 years old.
0: That's funny. I was going to tell Jason Moser that I was especially affected because I had planned on retiring yesterday afternoon. Oh, really? And taking everything out of my
1: 401k. Wow. But now you can't. Jason Moser is the senior analyst for Motley Fool. a finds stocks that make money and tells the world about them. Jason, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are y'all? So uh, we're terrific, thank you. So when you hear the news report, Americans saw a trillion dollars of their retirement savings wiped away today. How do you react
3: to that? Well, it is a that is a it's it, it's an attention getter, that's for sure. Yeah. Um I would I would I would encourage folks to look past it. Um, you know, we we obviously talk about investing in the Molly pool in the context of years, not months, uh, much less days. And so it's always worth remembering that while, yes, market conditions on a daily basis will determine the value of your retirement account or your portfolio, uh, you haven't lost anything until you've actually sold it and so oh that that's a that's a great phrase right there
0: that's a great phrase. We need to remember you haven't lost anything until you've actually sold it. That's fantastic,
3: yeah. Yeah, well, and I mean, we tell people the one thing that you don't want to do in a time like this is sell. I mean, you are locking in your losses. That's frustrating, I know, and it's an emotional experience, and it's your money, and nobody cares about your money more than you do. Um, But part of our job is is to help our listeners, our subscribers, our members manage their emotions. And and while the stock market and investing is certainly – based on fundamentals of, of financials and economics, there there is an emotional, a psychological dynamic to it. I mean, it, it is a study in human psychology, and, and managing your emotions can really oftentimes be the difference maker in whether you succeed or fail as an investor.
0: Well, yeah, I guess that's what makes me so mad about the coverage is because it isn't. there is an emotional aspect to the stock market. When they say it's the biggest drop in history – But they're talking about a point drop, which is like not adjusting for inflation as Uh opposed to a percentage drop. It's just misleading to people and drives me nuts.
3: Well, it is the nature of uh, this click-driven life that we lead today, right? I mean, with with the Internet, everybody's out there competing for for eyeballs and attention. And the only way to really get that attention is to come up with the most attention-getting headlines possible, even if they – don't necessarily paint the whole picture. And that's what we try to do daily uh, is is really help paint that whole bigger picture for for investors.
1: Well, that's why we like you guys, and uh, the strategy at the Armstrong and Getty Show is being reasonable. It's probably a terrible strategy. We'd be much better off being sensationalistic, but... (laughs) Anyway, so uh, listen. One thing—it's funny. I was thinking about this this week. When I was a, a kid, was it middle school or high school? When we were learning about the Great Depression and the stock market crash, I remember them talking about the problem was speculation and also leverage yeah. speculation. But but people weren't buying stocks based on their belief about a company's strength. Going, back, they were just guessing it would go up or down. Isn't that a tremendous amount of the market right now, pure speculation, as opposed to classic investing?
3: Yeah, I do think that, you know, ever since the the financial crisis, the Great Recession, uh, you know, over a decade ago now, I mean, the market has just been on fire. I mean, you look at it just last, over the last five years, I mean, the S&P is, is up 30% in, um, you know, back during the Great Recession. It was hard for anybody to see a future where things were going to get better. And so, you know, we we fast-forward to today. It's easy to see that things do eventually get better. But along the way, and and there's no question that that monetary policy interest rates have have helped this a little bit because, uh, you know, really the the best returns out there are in the stock market these days. I mean, savings accounts, fixed income instruments, CDs, those things just don't really play the same role today today. Uh, that they did perhaps 20, 30 years ago. And so we do see a lot of money flowing into the stock market, and part of that most definitely is uh, speculation. I mean, there are some companies that are worthy of that speculation, uh, but there are some companies where, I mean, depending on your risk tolerance and and, and your, uh, your, your maturity level as an investor, I mean, you need to be aware of what the future could hold for some of these companies. And I don't mean to pick on Virgin Galactic, but, to pick on simply because, you know, this, this company just went public, essentially, and, and it doesn't make any money at all. They haven't really delivered a product yet. I mean, it's it's based on the promise of eventual space tourism, but they haven't made any money yet really to, to show us that it's a sustainable business with, with really attractive growth prospects. But you see what that stock has done in short time it has been public. It has been key for speculation, and, and you definitely need to do your homework and understand the fundamentals, the economics that drive a business before you start investing in it, because the stock price ultimately is a reflection of the underlying business.
0: We're talking with Jason, Jason Mosier, senior analyst for Motley Fool. Um, one of the reasons that uh, the um, coverage of this in the media seems so crazy is they report it as if we're all day traders, I mean, moment by moment. The Mm -hmm. stock market's up 50 points this hour. Oh, now it's down any – the percentage of people that need that information has got to be very, very small. I'm guessing you tell me right or wrong, the average person rarely needs to react to these ups and downs. Is that correct?
3: Oh, that's absolutely correct. I mean, when you think about it, basically – you know, half half the U.S. population isn't even invested in stocks to begin with, and so that's that's a battle we're trying to fight, and you know, to get more people invested and in participating in this this wealth creation engine. Ultimately, is what the stock market is. Uh, but for the people that do invest, most people, uh, most people, yep, Well, oh, Just suffice uh, to say, he agrees with to me. A oh, he's 401k or something like that, huh?
1: Right. Oh, sorry, we lost you for a little bit on your phone connection.
0: Getting garbled up.
1: Uh, Jason oh, Moser is a senior analyst for the Motley Fool. They find stocks that make money, tell the world about them. You can learn more at Fool.com, which is a great website. Fool.com. Jason, hey, we appreciate the insight very much. Good to talk to you. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's right. We forgot to announce Positive Sean, producer. An active stock investor gets to ask one question every time we talk to Jason. Go ahead, Sean.
0: Yeah, so so yesterday uh, I ended up adding to my portfolio because in this house we buy the dips. Um, I ended up uh, exclusively adding to positions I already have. What should I be considering on? What factors should I consider when deciding whether to add to an existing position or starting a new position in a new company?
3: That's a good question. And, Sean, I do want to let you know, we called out your tweet yesterday on our uh, podcast, Market Foolery. So take a listen to that episode. We uh, we discussed your tweet. Uh, Fantastic. Excellent. Mockingly. Uh, <laughs> I, I do like your question, though, because, you know, oftentimes uh, one, of, one of the most successful investors out there, Peter Lynch, said oftentimes the best stock to buy is one you already own. And his point is that you already own it. You own it because you like it. So if you do have a portfolio of 15 to 20, 25 stocks, then it is actually a pretty good decision to go ahead and keep adding to the stocks that are winning, the stocks that are succeeding for you. If you don't have that 15 to 20 stock portfolio yet, focus on building that out, buy some new holdings in order to build up that diversification. And once you get to 15, 20, 25 holdings, then you start making that watch list on the stocks in your portfolio that are really performing the best because when stocks are performing well, That's usually an indicator that the business is performing well as all.
1: Jason Moser, senior analyst for the Motley Fool. Jason, thanks a million. It's good to talk to you.
0: And how about one of the top financial sites in America quoting Positive Sean's tweet? Hey, how about that? Huh? Member of the investor class. Exactly. I wanted to ask
1: about Sears. (laughs) You'd be taken more seriously if you'd get a shirt with a collar, Sean. You look like a child. Strong and
0: Getty Show. A group of sheep in Northern Ireland recently crashed through the window of a local bank and wandered around the office. When asked how many sheep were in there, the bank employees fell asleep. Oh, counting sheep. Because chief. they count, gotcha. had to count them first. That's, I was, slow, why. I was I just, slow on the uptake there. I was just so thrilled to not have a political joke in the mix that yeah. I, I think I put in something that may have been lesser than. I hear you. I hear yeah, you there. That's all right. So six states go to the polls today. And if you just do the math, Joe Biden would have a near insurmountable delegate lead if he does as well as the polls show he's going to do. All right. So by the end of the day, it might be pretty much solidly Biden, unless he loses his mind before November.
2: And no old side-winding, bush-whacking, and crocker-crocker, is gonna roll away. Purchase Cutter!
1: There he is, uh, from his stump speech. <laughs> what's, what's that part of the end? That's the point! You don't know! Purchase Cutter! <laughs> Joe Biden, everybody. <laughs> well, uh, Compare that to the latest Joe uh, Biden gaffe, which is his saddest yet. we have that? Have
0: you heard this? Have you seen the, this, folks? The drama to me is not so much if Biden has a great night. I assume he will. Polls are usually right. Um, does any chance Bernie gets out tonight?
1: Mm, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. That'd be something. We got that clip. How sad is this?
0: I thought we had it. We will. Um, more members of qu- Congress have self-quarantined. You got Doug Collins, Matt Getz, and Mark Meadows. That's like your biggest Republican all-stars.
1: Doug Collins, who was shaking hands with the president just yesterday, or the day before.
0: God, wouldn't that be something if the president got coronavirus? That would be something. Of course, it would almost certainly be fine. He's we owe these
2: truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the gold. You know the thing.
1: You do know the thing. I was actually thinking of the uh, re-electing Donald Trump gaffe, which yeah, is just one. sad. That one is something. Um, uh,
0: the governor of Montana, who Joe was bullish on for the nomination. Steve, never mind the Bullock. Steve Bullock is announced he is going to run for the Senate. He's a very popular Democrat in a Republican state and certainly has a decent chance of flipping that seat in an already close Senate. So that's a fairly big deal.
1: No sidewinding one in cracker, cracker. Oh, gonna we, take that Senate seat.
0: we haven't talked about this at all. Joe Biden's brother, uh, healthcare business with ties to him, was raided by the FBI last month, and there's there's a bunch of dirt out there on Joe Biden's brother
1: and in the ways he may have profited off of.
0: His big brother being, you know, vice president and senator and all that sort of stuff. So that
1: Yeah, like young Hunter, a lot of murky corporations with odd ways of getting capital and trading on the name and promising nec- access.
0: Wouldn't necessarily mean Joe's got anything to do with it whatsoever. But uh, it would be a bad look and it would be a hot topic throughout the uh, campaign. And then I also like this story. Prince Andrew continues to be in the news. You remember him? uh kind of thrown out of the royal family there in great britain not allowed to attend a whole bunch of events and they 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 made him move out of buckingham palace right his office is no longer there did
1: they i didn't hear
0: that um prince andrew had ties to jeffrey epstein yeah i'd say he had ties despite pledging publicly to cooperate fully prince andrew has completely shut the door on us prosecutors investigating the case
1: cuz he doesn't want to go to jail Because he and and Jeffrey Epstein would hang out at the rapey parties with underage girls. And he was full on into it, according to several of the young women.
0: This has got nothing to do with that. But a model came forward a couple of weeks ago and said that she dated Prince Andrew briefly. And uh, he took her to Buckingham Palace and let her sit in the Queen's throne. (laughs) That was his that was his how you close the deal with a model.
1: If you can do that. And you don't do that? Well, you're just a fool. Are you kidding me? She said, yeah, well, he
0: took me to Buckingham Palace, and I said, what are we doing here? I'm going to give you a special tour, you know, late at night. Nobody's here and stuff. They walk around. He said, you want to sit in her throne? Yeah, I suppose. See, I didn't even know there was a
1: throne room these
0: days. I, I didn't either. I didn't know there was a, a throne like the olden days. but right. the
1: apparently
0: par- the <laughs> the like there is, And that's how you get over with models. So at least she was a grown-up.
1: Is it like the Game of Thrones throne, or does it look more like just a super fancy padded chair? The Game of Thrones throne, now that's a throne. All swords and iron. The iron throne. Isn't that what they called it? It is. Yeah.
0: I may have seen the throne when I toured Buckingham Palace. I don't know. When I was in England. For some reason, I'm picturing just a, a really nice padded chair. Yeah. Big and fancy. Yeah. Overly elaborate dining room set. Sort of place you could lean back comfortably and say, "Off with his head." Right. If you don't like the looks of somebody.
1: Right. Or let's let us colonize India.
0: Exactly. Uh, did we come up with a Biden clip we like? Uh, I, I... So, folks, you want to nominate a Democrat, a lifelong Democrat, yeah, yeah. a proud Democrat, yeah. an old biden bomber Democrat? Join us. Oh, Biden-bama? Is that what he said?
1: Well, that's yeah, it's okay. A it's clear what he said. I, Listen, I, I thought we were tracking here together, folks. Look really the tongue, It's no big deal. The whole, I'm talking about the, we got to reelect elect Donald Trump clip that's gotten so much attention lately. Twitter said it was misleading, the rest of it. That is the sad, embarrassing, we love grandpa, but he's fading clip of the month. That's the one. I should have been more specific. I blame myself. I, have a, I actually blame others. <laughs> but I'm saying I blame myself to make it sound good.
0: To make it sound magnanimous. Mm-hmm. magnanimous. I'm Joe Biden. Hey, do you know what? Um, do we have time for this? Yeah. I just came across this yesterday, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, which is what we're going for. Yep. Oh, I did come across this story. I'm going through my notes. Uh, there, uh, Alabama has a law that you can't have yoga in schools. Did you know that? Um, oh, for
1: goodness because sake. Because they
0: said it's inherently religious and non Christian. Yeah, it's Hindu.
1: You're Hindus and don'ts. What
0: percentage of people doing yoga feel like it's got any religious belief whatsoever? Well, listen, Bama. Attempted to, to overtake Christianity.
1: Seems every bit as silly as the wackadoo snowflake woke crowd who's. Saying yoga class shouldn't uh, happen on college campuses because it's uh, cultural appropriation. Everybody needs It's exercise. It's just an exercise thing.
0: But I came across this yesterday. I was uh, reading a column by Jonah Goldberg in The Dispatch, and he mentioned Chesterton, Chesterton's, Chesterton's Fence. And uh, he mentioned it like I was supposed to know what that was, so I had to go to Wikipedia and look it up. Are you familiar with Chesterton's Fence?
1: I don't believe I've ever heard the expression.
0: I'll never forget it again because it's 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 right up my alley. It's the principle that reforms should not be made until the reasoning behind the existing state of affairs is understood.
1: Oh, yeah. For instance... G.K. Chesterton. Okay. Yeah, it.
0: the writer. Uh, for instance, you come across a fence across a road, and you, you think, what's the point of this fence? And you tear it down mm-hmm. um, without having any idea why it was there to start with. And it's it's a, it's an argument against a lot of progressive politics and that people see things, institutions, the way that we've always done things, and say, well, let's get rid of this without, yeah. without fully understanding why it was put in place in the first
1: place. Well, they are 22 years old. They have plenty of life knowledge, Jack, to decide what fences should be ter- torn down, he says derisively.
0: And I thought that was a great uh, quick term to describe that phenomenon.
1: That's, that's a great defense of incremental change and against revolution, which sounds incredibly exciting if you're a youngster. But, you know, it's funny. I was uh, thinking about that very thing in relation to a different news story today, the idea that, listen, you don't understand why the system works the way it does. It We've gotten here over the course of, you know, depending on what you're talking about, decades or centuries or millennia, well, yeah. the way we run stuff. Yeah,
0: Burke would believe, or his whole point was, nobody really knows why it all works. If you've Who's got, Burke? Friend of yours? If you've got peace and prosperity and things are going pretty well, you don't really know why that is. Right. I mean, there's way too many things going on. Right. And you don't know which part of it you do away with. It starts to fall apart.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which goes back to our favorite essay of late from the former radicalist, who is saying, "Listen, what what we formerly we on the radical left forget is that sometimes if you tear everything up, it goes backward. It gets way worse." For a long time. And you have to respect the accumulated wisdom of mankind. We didn't accidentally get to where we are. And it wasn't entirely, you know, the millionaires and billionaires. No, a lot of it was just average people designing a society that works. So, yeah, I like that. Chester, Chesterton's fence. I wish it were easier to say. I do, too. So. Chester, can we just call him Chester? Chester's fence? It's pretty good, though. It is good. Don't tear down a fence until you understand why it was put up. And hey, Alabama. That's strong. Let people stretch. Yeah, it's okay. It's just exercise at this it's point. It's going to have no effect on Christianity. Nobody's going to try to convince your kids to join the Hare Krishnas or anything like that. <laughs> or
0: turn away from Jesus, because they're, but, they're, but their quads will be stretched. They won't
1: pull a hammy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Strengthen their core. God loves a strong core, Bama. It'll be fine. No doubt. I wouldn't it. mislead you. No doubt about it. I love this country like you do. And I love a strong core. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, hey, speaking of common sense, Andrew Yang weighing in on the whole standard time daylight saving
0: time. Yes, he might be the kind of guy that could actually
1: fix this. Get him back in the debates or, or whatever, running for something. He's talking common sense. Stay with us.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: Good rip. I do like a good rip, and that's a good rip. Finally tracked it down. Here it is: the mortifying Joe Biden clip of the year.
0: Because we cannot get reelect, we cannot win this re-election. Excuse me, we can only re-elect Donald Trump <laughs> if, in fact, we get engaged in this circular firing squad here.
1: See, the way he loses heart himself halfway through, you can hear his. His his emotions crash.
0: It's got a little bit of John McCain two thousand
1: eight. We're all Ooh, Joe the plumber.
0: Where's Joe? the... I thought Joe the plumber. Ah. Well, no, uh, we're
1: all Joe the plumber. I'm. I'm too old for this. Yeah, I am. Um, it
0: was kind of that sound of voice out of Joe Biden. Yeah, we'll although,
1: I think old Joe is gonna gonna get the nomination and everything.
0: Yeah, you made well. Yeah, it, it would certainly seem that way. But um, you made the point the other day. It's not like you uh. Your body and mind get better at this point. I mean, it's uh...
1: rarely, although speaking
0: of it, was... there's, I, I haven't worried about this much. I'm not worried about it at all, but um, I haven't thought about that much. The, the, the actual, you know, physical, mental ability uh, to do to, to, to the to do the office four years. will mean, dang near five years since he wouldn't take office till
1: January,
2: mm-hmm.
0: dang near five years. From where he is now?
1: Yeah. Mm, tough that's, to be optimistic. That's a, that's a heck of a bet. Makes the Veep choice important, and the the cabinet as well. But that would certainly be a first for the country to, to elect somebody with,
0: we know he can't really hang in there for the full term.
1: Right. Well, there will be immediate uh, 25th Amendment talk, but instead of it coming from MSNBC oh, right. about Trump, it will right. be coming from, I don't know, Washington oh, Examiner. And or something that'll like that will
0: be never... Yeah, for those of you who think it's going to go back to normal when Trump's gone... I think that'd be a perfect example of how it's not. Probably It'll be never ending every time Biden stumbles physically or mentally. um, There'll be talk about him slipping and various, uh, you know, doctors on the air and saying, "Ah, that's a perfectly, uh, that's the sort of sign you see in someone that's got dementia. Right. Just like they've done with Trump. So
1: So coming up in a moment, uh, we occasionally get an email that says, uh, loyal listener leaving, won't listen anymore. And, um... And and they explain why, because we're too pro-Trump or anti-Trump or whatever. I don't know. Who has the time? And and who I often yell at them and rant at them and tell them, to get the hell out and don't let the door hit you. We have one of those coming up in a moment or two. Another thing we like around here is the 23-year-old trillionaire who makes you feel bad about your lives. Well, here's, <laughs> including mine, here's the opposite end of the scale. Here's a 64-year-old gal Who became the oldest woman to row across the Atlantic? She rowed a boat across the Atlantic in 86 days, along with her much uh, longer—I'm sorry, much younger—rowing partner, who was only 35. I need a a breakdown of the effort on that. Yeah,
0: exactly. You can't.
1: Why does she get the credit? Why does this person get the credit? Well, it was a team rowing event, two-person rowing event. And she was one of the team. They were the last finishers in the Talisker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge. You'd have to have four or five or six of Talisker whiskeys uh, before you agreed to this madness. Um, it, it took them 86 days. Nope. And they finished many days after the uh, the, the, the winners. Numerous storms, broken oars, injuries, and 65-foot waves. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the no, terror? I can't. Yeah. Plucky old gal. I'd S-A-B. It's a, uh, pardon me? Oh, a brick. Um, it's a questionable way to spend the first quarter of your year at age 64, but I tell you what, she's got to have, uh, you know, arms like I wish I had. Mm. Good for her. Way to go. Maybe try the Pacific next. <laughs> or not. Um, speaking of protecting yourself, uh, listen to this from our, our good friends at Simply Save. Just a brief message for you here, and then we'll give you that email, but... Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system without the messy install where you wait for weeks and then a long contract. This is home security made simple.
0: Anyone can put it on their home. It takes about 30 minutes to an hour. No trade offs to your safety by doing it this way. It's only 50 cents a day. There are no contracts. Why wouldn't you try it? Free shipping and a 60 day risk free trial. Try it.
1: And they have everything you're looking for, like outdoor cameras and doorbell alerts to anybody approaching your home, plus entry, motion, and glass break sensors to guard inside. 60-day risk-free trial. Just go to simplysafecom slash armstrong. Simply has a, an I in the middle and at the end. com slash armstrong. Free shipping, and I've actually installed this. It's as easy as they say, and it's a good, solid security system. Award-winning. Go to com slash armstrong. So, anyway, the whole, uh, I used to love you guys, but now I can't listen for this reason, that reason. All right, you know what? I'm glad you care enough to at least say something on your way out the door. I guess that's a compliment in Hmm. a way. Frequently, it's mind-bogglingly annoying, though. I mean, it's just (laughs) so self-important and highfalutin, and it's like, look, uh, with all due respect, we got a lot of customers, you know, and and so thank you for the note, but i got to read this one from Jordan. Loyal listener leaving. Good morning, gentlemen and Sean.
0: I'm trying to I'm trying to hey. I'm trying to guess what this is going to be about.
1: My name is Jordan, 23 years old, living in San Diego. Wanted to write y'all an email cuz in less than 1 week, I'll be shipping off for basic training in the United States Army. Okay, cool. I've been listening for over 6 years now, plan to listen to you for as long as possible, so y'all can't retire anytime soon. Well, uh, My training will be over six months, so I have lots of podcasts to catch up on. Thanks for being a positive influence in my life. I really do enjoy your shows and your witty banter. P.S. Sean, you're actually an okay guy. I don't know why he felt the need to say that, but he did. Uh, Jordan, thanks. best of luck. Go hit a home run. Take on the world. Uh, You know, there will be some trying times ahead, but we know you can handle it, and thanks for the note. Where's he heading? That's nice. Um, He doesn't say where his uh, basic training is. Um, but uh, I'm sure it'll be somewhere warm, swampy, and people will yell at them a lot. Although, these days, they don't yell at you a lot because they don't want to hurt your feelings.
0: My dad, or my brother, did Fort uh, Lost in the Wood, they call it, Fort Ledern Wood. Yeah. Um, I know, I was fun. my dad and my brother were having a conversation about the basic training because, um, yeah, they don't yell at you very much anymore, and they used to scream at you. My dad said when he was in, they could hit you. Right. <laughs> right. Now, was he in the
1: era... Where they had to ask
0: your permission yeah. to hit you? Yeah, yes. they had to ask your permission, but it was kind of understood you have to give your permission. Or you're, right. Your or you to are
1: going to hit you? Your <laughs> life's going to be miserable. You'd oh, never, yeah. You'd
0: never get anywhere. You'd never get to do anything.
1: Right. You'd be on the most horrific duty for days and days and days, or you could just let them slug you one.
0: No, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not certain that made better soldiers hitting people. But it made tougher, meaner soldiers. It certainly and going yeah. so far as to where you don't even yell at anybody, is that is that the way to take on China? I don't know. I I, we, I have no right to talk. I wasn't in the military. But. We yell at each other during commercial
1: <laughs> breaks around here. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I've been yelling at, at work plenty of times. Isn't that true, Michael? Answer! Yes. <laughs> Answer the question. Yes, it's true. You're damn right it is. <laughs>
0: Can't even yell at people in the military? Is that true or not? Anybody who's a, in the modern
1: military, they don't yell at you anymore in basic training? Right, and and, and you're allowed to be kind of fat, and they help you diet. <laughs> they don't yell at you, you fat slug, you, put the, you know, take the corn cob out of your mouth, you hog. No, they, they work with you on your diet. You got, like what, that. a
0: six-week training course? That's perfect for me, said exactly. John Candy in Stripes. Exactly.
1: Six-line-415-295-KFTP. Yeah. <laughs>